Hi, thanks for joining me, Kofi, for this cycling chat that I had with Julia Elliott on the 19th of March. I really enjoyed this chat. It was full of energy uh, and we heard from Juliet about her future plans, uh, what she'd do to make cycling more accessible, and most importantly, her cake of choice, or cakes of choice, shall I say. Now, I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're doing well today. Friday is here once again. How the heck did we get to this point in time? I don't know. The 19th of March is absolutely bonkers that a lot's happened, not a lot's happened, but here we are. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked today to be chatting with Julia Elliott, um, an amazing human being and an ambassador for the sport. Uh, hopefully she'll be able to join us in just a second. But yeah, let me know how you're doing. Just drop a note in the comments. Lucy, hey, how are you doing? Happy Friday. Aeroflakes in the house. Uh, Steph, good. I hope you didn't have to work today, Steph. But yeah, I hope everyone's doing fine. Um, let me just see. We've got so much to cover. Let me just see if I can get Juliet here and we can we can get started. Mikey, Mike, I see you near in the house as well. Thanks so much for joining everybody. So I will see if I can find. Yeah. Oh, Steph, you just finished work. That's grand. Have a look. And then um, you can join us here. Hope you had a good shift. Um, RGT, thanks. Hey, Nia. Yeah, I know you missed it. Sorry that you missed the ride today. I popped in. I didn't do the ride. So we have a Friday lunchtime ride, 12 p.m. GMT here in the UK. And I, I couldn't do the ride myself too. But I popped in. We have a Zoom thing going at the same time. So I got to say hello to some of the family here. Um, so yeah, I've just sent Juliet the note. Hopefully she can join me soon. But while I'm waiting, keep me company. Scott's in the house. Scott, how have you been? Hope you've been doing good today and had a good week, generally. Mm-hmm. Great, 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 great. All right, let me have another look, see. Okay. I may have to tell you some jokes if I can't make this work. Actually, it's invited. And... Hey, Josh. Oh, you're still at work? Oh, oh man, that's not, not good. Um, hi to life of uh, Midlander. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, hit, hit me up. So I'm just hoping. Hey, Julia, how are you doing? I think I've sent you the request. Let's have a look. Sorry. Great. Hopefully it should work. Ta-da! It says connecting. Connect. I see you. I can't see anything. It just says connecting. I hear your voice. Oh, hello. <laughs> Can you see me? Yeah. I see you. Thumbs up. We every time this works. <laughs> oh, hello. Who's that? That's Catwoman. Hello, Catwoman. <laughs> Casually strolling past. Yeah, that's her style. That's it. That's what we love. How's your day been? All right, yeah, yeah, not too bad. Got up early and did a bit of an at-home gym workout and then spent the rest of the day just hanging out with my daughter and building a trampoline for her. I, I was kind of thinking that she was going to go off and play on this trampoline and uh-huh. I, I might get to sit down and have a cup of tea, but she's insistent 
but every time she I go uh, she goes on it, I have to go on it as well. So standard, stand hashtag standard. You've got to right, you've got yeah. to. So you, you've been bouncing on the trampoline a bit as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's part of the training plan. I'm sure of it. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, "Oh, Mama's tired. I've been cycling lots." <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. Oh, thanks so much. Ah, oh, cheers to you. What have you got there? I have got a quality beverage here. This is one of my favourites. It's um, from Japan. Just really nice beer. I really like this one. Oh, cheers to you, cheers to you, and cheers to everybody that's um, tuned in. We've got Costa Rica in the house, Texas in the house. Wow, I've seen hello, someone. They're here, they're here for you. They're here for you, Julia. Oh, so nice. we have got so much to cover, so much to chat about. So if it's all right with you, I'll just do a quick introduction to me, and then I'll turn over to you because that's why people are here. That's why people are here. Um, so thank you so much, everyone, for joining me. Kofi, I'm the founder of Ride for Unity. Um, Ride for Unity is a global cycling community. It's a family. It really doesn't matter what shape, sex, size, shade you are, big, small, whatever bikes you ride. Together we love bikes. Together we ride. And the idea behind this chat series is really about showcasing amazing people from the recreational to the racer, endurance races, just to show that if they can do it, why can't you? And hopefully give some inspiration to, to anyone that's out there through seeing someone that may look a little bit like them or a little bit like me doing what they're doing and smashing it on the bike. So enough for me. My guest today is, what, what did I put? I put an extraordinary ambassador for women, for cycling and for life. Yeah, thank I said you. it. Thanks. I said it. <laughs> Julia, thank you so much for saying yeah. So we turn over to you. Would you be able to tell us where you're based and kick off with like how you started out in cycling, if that's right? Sure. Okay. Um, well, I'm now based in the southwest of England in Devon, and um, I ride all kinds of bikes, but um, riding quite a lot of gravel at the moment. Um, but before I moved to Devon, I used to live in London, and when I was living there, I got really into fixed gear bikes, like uh -huh. big time. Yeah. Uh -huh. So um, that was really, really fun, and that's kind of what led me on this journey of exploring other kinds of cycling and trying different kinds of racing, and it's just... You know, I, I didn't grow up in the bike world. My parents aren't cyclists. I wasn't surrounded by this. So I have kind of discovered it all on my own, one step at a time. You know, I just thought, oh, that looks cool. So I'll try it out. I mean, having said that, obviously I'm fortunate because I have, like, sponsors that enable me to try different kinds of mm. cycling. So yeah. um, obviously that's quite a privilege. You know, when I was sponsored for riding fixed gear bikes, um, the company I was working with also made loads of other bikes. So I was able to say, hey, can I try one of those mountain bikes or whatever? So that's definitely helped facilitate the journey into all the other stuff. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And and we definitely want to get into that. Like I said, there's so much to cover. Like even if we just took like one discipline, there's a lot of stuff that you would have done. But I just wanted to shout out and say hi to Lou Gibson. If you see Lou's in the house. <laughs> uh, and, um, and Mike Senrai, I think, an all-round cyclist and inspiration to many. Wow, wow, this is <laughs> lovely. So, just in terms of where you're based now, so you said you were sort of, are you southwest of, of, yeah. of England? Southwest, yeah. And whereabouts? Um, so, just, well, I live in a small village, which is near, kind of near Torquay, which, if you're from England, you probably know, is like a kind of seaside town. And um, so, I've got the coast on one side, well, not directly on one side, I'm not yes. 
live actually by the sea. <laughs> I live um, a bit inland and then um, yeah. close down there. And then on the other side, I've got Dartmoor, the national park, which is oh. yeah, like fantastic for cycling. So I'm pretty lucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, are you anywhere near sort of Exmouth, Limpstone, around that sort of part of the world? Is that a bit oh. further? If I was doing a longer ride, I might head up that sort of way. But um, okay. in the car, Exmouth's probably 45 minutes, 50 minutes an hour, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So you'd be there in like two minutes on your bike, I imagine. Oh, yeah, exactly. Flying. <laughs> yeah, smash it. Yeah, so I, funny story. So that was the last known spotting, one of the last known spotting of myself, actually, before lockdown. One of my really good friends, a couple actually, had a 40th birthday, um, Rob and Charlotte. So we headed down to, there's a pub in um, Impson called The Globe. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, right next to us. That was where I was last spotted, January 2020. We were all going wild, singing along, losing our voices, drinking too much. And then look where we ended up a few months later. Really. Um, so I, I, wanted, I want to keep it moving. And definitely, you've touched a bit about the fact that you didn't grow up in cycling. Like, did you have siblings? Um, and were you ever competitive when you grew up at all? Or it just gradually, gradually Really, I just well, I had a brother, but he went to boarding school. He got a scholarship to a, a private school, and so he wasn't around that much. Um, him and his friend had a passing interest in BMX, so they used to do a tiny bit of BMX racing. Um, and then I used to do like looking back on it, I suppose I did quite a lot of sports, but mm-hmm. I thought I was sporty, but I mean. I, I mean, I did like dancing and gymnastics and I rode horses and I went to swimming club, stuff like okay. that. So I suppose I was really active, but because yeah. I didn't really like school sports, I never really thought of myself as sporty. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was always active and busy. My parents were super into hiking and so we used to go on long walks and we were always outdoors doing things like that. And I always got to go on a winter holiday which was just amazing so we used to go skiing from the age of when i was about four we went skiing every year oh, fabulous eventually i got into snowboarding so yeah i was sporty but kind yeah. of like intentionally just kind of normal kid stuff yeah so just quite active and then <laughs> through that got that passion for sport and that's the thing i wanted to touch upon which was snowboarding because I, I'm, I know of you and people may also know of this, but were you like a pro snowboarder at some point? Yeah. Like actually did that as a job for real? Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the day, you know, I was sponsored and I got paid to ride my snowboard, which was pretty Amazing. cool. Um, but at the time it was quite sort of competition focused. And weirdly, considering now I love racing bikes, I hated snowboard competitions. Like mm-hmm. I hated them really. I just... I just freaked out. I mean, I basically, now I know I was basically having a panic attack. Um, I just like, I just couldn't cope with it. So um, in the end, I decided to quit snowboarding because I felt a lot of pressure from my sponsors that I had to, I had to be at certain competitions that I had to mm-hmm. represent, which is understanding, understandable that that's what they wanted, but yeah. I just like it. So I, I actually went to see... Um, I went, what was it called? I went to see, to, to do hypnosis to try and like learn how to manage this sort of overwhelming panic that I was having to do with the competition. Yeah. Um, well, it didn't work at all. It was totally useless. Oh, no. But um, yeah, that's why I quit snowboarding because I hated competitions. So weird. Now I love racing. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, maybe it's just the timing thing. Right? Maybe it's yeah. just the time of life sort of thing. And I just wondered about why you were doing that. 
Am I right in saying that you did other things? Because I've got this feeling that basically, Juliet, you touch at many different things and then many different things you will try and smash and be good at. Is the rumour that I've heard and read true that you also may have been someone that walked along the carpets, runways, that sort of stuff? Like, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I heard a rumour. I just wanted to check. I used to do modelling, but I didn't do much catwalk st stuff because I'm not really that tall, comparatively speaking. And also, I couldn't really walk in high heels. Like... Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's pretty essential, though. I, I thought maybe. That did make it hard. Um, I, I did a few catwalk shows. I did. I did some of Paris Fashion Week, which was pretty fun. Um, and other than that, I did um, magazines and shoots and stuff like that. See, this is the thing that I love, because whenever I do this chat, like, people just, like, play it down. You said, like, magazines and stuff, like, magazines. What kind of magazines are we talking about? Because I've never been on a magazine, but you, you uh, might um, Well, like, well, actually, quite a few of the magazines that I used to be in a fair bit have folded. So it's quite okay. like The Face. Do you remember The Face? Mm -hmm. And, like, no. those sort of cool magazines, and then ID magazine. And then I do, you do. Yeah, Vogue and Days and Confused and oh, Marriage. Yeah. Just cash, casually, as you do, on the cover of Vogue. <laughs> Love it. That's brilliant. And now killing it on the bike as well. So is that going back to the bike? Because this is what we're about. We're talking about the bikes. But it's nice to just hear a bit of your journey and the different things that you've done. I know we've missed out something else that I understand to be the case that you can jam and you've been known to jam. In the past. I don't know if you still do jam, but I've heard some stories about you jamming in the past. Is yeah, that true? That's true, yeah. I, I used to be a session guitarist. So, well, I was, first of all, I was in, in a band with some friends and we had a record out and stuff like that. And we went on tour. And then I somehow ended up becoming a session player and doing backing vocals. And again, we went on tour and did that for a short while. So that was pretty fun. Um, and then I just kind of stopped for a really, really, really long time. And it's yeah. only lockdown that I've got back into playing. So that's been a really nice thing to come out of. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm, I'm running out of fingers to count all the different things you've tried here. So I'm going to stick with the safe ground and go back to cycling if you come okay. with me on that. Um, in terms of cycling, is there any, this is the easiest way I can ask it, is there any type of cycling that you do not do? Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny because I said this in a video that I put out today. Not into stuff like unicycles or incumbents okay. or anything like that sort of thing. And then in terms of disciplines, I don't like cyclocross because okay. it's just it's just actual pain. Like what yeah. like the pain to pleasure balance is off for me. You know, like <laughs> Like, obviously, with racing, you're, you know, you can put yourself in a lot of physical discomfort, you know, when you're pushing through lactate in your legs and that sort of thing. But I always feel like there's a payoff of, you know, you get a fun descent or you've got this, I don't know, there's always something. Or even with road cycling, you know, you do get a sort of micro rest when you're in the peloton and you're on someone's wheel. With cycling, yeah. I kind of found, like, from the minute you go you're in the red and at no point are you ever not in pain. And yeah. <laughs> and I kind of started to blame the conditions in the southwest. Like I was like, well, it's just too muddy. The mud's too thick and too deep. Okay. Da, 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 and there's too much running. And then I was like, nah, 
that's bullshit. You just don't like cyclocross. Like, that's what cyclocross is that's like. That's what it is. If you think it's, it's too muddy and too slow and there's too much running, then just don't race cyclocross. Some donuts, Paolo, say, Juliet, why talking too much? Blah, 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 blah. Juliet talk, blah, 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 blah. Because, Paolo, it's a bloody interview. That's why I'm talking so much. So, bye. Do, do you know Paolo? I'm, I'm, presu I'm presuming you don't. Huh? Uh, do you know? Do you know Paolo? No. It's like if it's too much talking, just go away. Uh, you've got you've got to love the, the old troll that comes out. And yeah. Just for two seconds of fame, Paolo, you've made it. So you can you can go and do something else if you'd like. Yeah. See, see well. See see you later. Um, hey. come hey. That's it. I love it. Call it call him out. <laughs> um, in terms of cyclocross am i right because that to me does seem pretty fierce and, and there's something that i've been reading recently that people that do cyclocross can push it and get really good at road so like tom pillick for example yeah, like yeah. killing it cyclocross moved to ineos um and then smashing it there is that because of what you described like you're in the red like the whole basically the whole time yeah yeah uh, i mean it's, well it is to me cyclocross it's kind of like there's a sprint at the start. So whereas in most races, you're building up to that with cyclocross, it's a sprint from the very beginning. And then mm -hmm. kind of no let up, really. I mean, I was watching yeah. the, um, the recent uh, cyclocross races on GCN and um, in the commentary, they sort of say, oh, so the girls will be getting a micro rest now. And it's literally like two, two and a half seconds, this rest they're talking about. Maybe when they come down off one of the bridges, you know, when they go yeah. up, up and over. And I just thought, yeah, I mean, it is. It is like um, there's sort of no let up, is there? Not at all. No. That would make you incredibly, incredibly fit. I don't like, yeah. but they are shorter than road races, so I guess you'd have to still have to train in a slightly different way if you wanted to cross over. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. And let's let's keep keep it moving and exploring because I've got so many things that are in my head. And if folks have got questions that they want to ask, sensible questions, not div questions, we all know <laughs> there are divs out there. Then let's 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 have that. But I would I personally say let's ignore the divs because yeah. their aim is to like rain on our parade. If you've got nothing better to do on a Friday night than to send nonsense on Instagram, you need a life, dude. You need a life. If you are a dude, I don't know, but. Yeah. Need a life, um, but yeah. To smash on to other things, I, something I ask everyone who I chat to is just what it is about cycling that they love. And to me, it just seems like you've fallen hard for this. So I'm calling it love. I don't know if it is love, but enjoyment, whatever it is, what is it about cycling that you really enjoy? So many things. Um, oh gosh, I, it's hard. To, it's hard to describe, isn't it? But um, there are all different thing different kinds of cycling do different things for me for my head you know for my body for everything really so i mean I, I kind of like the challenging aspect of training and um the discipline that that requires that makes me feel quite kind of um motivated and focused and before i started kind of doing structured training i'd find myself feeling a bit aimless so I quite like the fact that if you put the work in, you will see the results. That to yeah. me is the satisfying part of cycling, you know. Uh -huh. um, so I enjoy that. And then 
on a completely different kind of thing. Um, I just really, I really, really like going fast. I, I like, okay, all right. Yeah, I like going fast. That is wonderful. And I particularly like doing jumps. So on dirt, like dirt jumps or mountain bikes, that's another of my favourite things. So I guess I like being in the air. Um, that's a thrill. So I suppose the other side of cycling that I really enjoy is the thrill. And mm. then um, I also really like, you know, just the freedom and the fact that you can explore, you can go anywhere, you can do anything, you know, you're just sort of your own woman when it comes to that sort of thing. Okay. And then the other thing that I like, see, I told you there's a lot of things. Um, no, it's great. Is I really like the simplicity of it because mm -hmm. once you're like, I kind of fast quite a lot and I'm quite yeah. disorganized, but I want to be organized. So I can get a bit faffy and stressy at home. <laughs> as soon as I'm on my bike, all I've got to do is pedal and then Focus. calm, just simplicity, mm -hmm. just me and my bike. Everything is good. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. And, you know, I asked that because for me, like it's different things for different people. You know, like I've never purposely taken off in the air on my bicycle not on purpose <laughs> i've never done that but like to hear you describe it in that way it kind of makes me think to maybe the snowboarding that you did and that exhilaration from like yeah. weightlessness maybe i don't know if that's connected yeah. to it yeah um so fab fabulous and something that I, I've, I've also enjoyed just in terms of learning about you is just how you advocate for the sport and also for women in the sport um which is important like the whole thing right for unity is about whoever wherever whatever like yeah so that's why i was so chuffed when you said yes but what is it that motivates you to kind of do that because you could just ride your bike right you could just chill ride your bike and chill but you know you really do try and i, I feel like uplift and get other people involved in the sport really well i, I hope so i mean that's nice i was i was just going through some comments on my youtube video and someone wrote that um they were going to show it's a video where basically i say that i'm hoping to do trans pyrenees race and my friend nikki is doing transcontinental race um mm -hmm. and this guy wrote i'm going to show this to my daughters so that they can see that it's not just old blokes like me that these poor mm -hmm. and I, I was like oh that makes me feel really good that i could actually directly show other people that these events aren't just for men. And the reason that's important to me is because I got into bike racing because I saw other women doing it. And um, it's when I lived in Italy, I went down to see, watch Red Hook Crit in Milan. And I saw oh, these wow. racing it. And yeah. I just, it was being there and seeing them in the flesh made me think, whoa, I want to do that. I want to be one of those women. And yeah. if I've gone down there and just seen men racing around, I hate to say it, but I, I don't think it would have occurred to me that I could do it. That sounds really lame, but... No, not at all. I get it. I so get it. I honestly totally get it. And, like, that's the thing, like, for me, like, representation in all its various forms is so important because, like, seeing is believing, right? Like, if you can yeah. see it, you can believe it. And the funny thing about what we just said was I, I was I was having a chat with someone else yesterday, um, a lady called Nick Karras, who leads Rise for the Women of New Forest. They do like the they're big into it. And we're having a chat, and she oh. knew this was happening, and she said like, "Tell Julia she's the reason that I tried bikepacking. I didn't like it, oh, no. but she made me try it. Oh, so she funny. made it try. Yeah, oh, cool. um, and 
yeah, and then another friend of mine, Miles, was like, I, I started fix, pixie writing because of Juliet. So it doesn't have to be a woman. It could be yeah, other people just true. seeing people doing it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, cool. So um, I've got a sensible question here. So the Mr. Dexter, before it goes, because uh, I'm trying to ignore the noob. Um, the Mr. Dexter said, you were also into the fixie scene to start with. Did Red Hook Crit engage the want to race? Yeah, definitely. It, it was Red Hook Crit that made me want to race. I've sort of dabbled with it down here in the southwest where I live because mm -hmm. I started riding with the local cycling club and okay. um, some of the guys in the club were they were actually really great trying to encourage more women to race. So um, mm -hmm. I kind of got roped into doing a bit of racing down here and... Um, it, it was fun enough. It was okay, but it was really red hook crit where I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. So yeah, that is what kicked it off. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing that you did that. And do you know something else? Just uh, I, I've also, uh, there's a lot that you do. There's so much stuff I could talk about or we could learn about. And there's so many people that are here with positivity and love and saying stuff like that they started riding because of you and all oh, this great so stuff, nice. which is which is brilliant. Um, one of the things I was going to ask you about was just the YouTube videos that you do. Yeah. Um, I love it where you've got like your, your sort of, I don't know what you call it, but it's like Juliet and then this, one of the cats, I don't know if it's Catwoman or somebody. Uh, <laughs> <makes this noise. laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and, and I was just wondering about the YouTube videos. If anyone hasn't seen them, you definitely need to check them out. Like, do you have specific themes that you try to have or is it just you rocking around just whatever? Really? Um, Generally, it's just me doing stuff that I'd normally be doing, but that is a bit more difficult in lockdown because um, mm. I, I would have to sometimes just think of an idea or something to make a video about, whereas like before all this COVID stuff started happening, I would always be doing something anyway and I could just film that. Yeah. Like, I'd be going to a race or going to an event or going on a bikepacking trip, either that or I'd be planning for it or trying to choose what gear to take that's yeah. so the videos would just be a natural part of what i was doing anyway which is nice but yeah. uh with like lockdown and all the other stuff i sometimes i do have to be a bit more like right now i want to put out a video next week what should i make it about yeah, uh, yeah. no i like i do enjoy it i, I find them um, I don't know what I was thinking about, like fun, but also engaging. But sometimes there's advice in there as well. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of how to ride on a fix, I'm not fixing like a gravel bike and stuff like that. And I saw one recently where you and Big Big Dave, I don't know if he's called Big Dave, but I'm calling him Big Dave. Uh, <laughs> is he called Big Dave? I don't... Just Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave, Dave will do. You were, you were trying to do this hill climb thing. Just, yeah. you had. That was so cool. Like, what were you trying to do? What was going on with that? People um, didn't see it. There's, oh, there's this ridiculously steep hill. Well, it's like a bridleway. Normally, we'd ride down it on our mountain bikes. But Dave mm -hmm. had sized it up when he was so fast and thought it'd be quite fun to try and go up on a gravel bike. Um, mm -hmm. So we just... It was just fun. We just decided to go around and see who could get the furthest up it. And unfortunately, Goodness. Dave. But it was really good fun trying it anyway. It wasn't much in it because I think he just got past the sign a little bit and you were pretty much by that sign and it was yeah, wicked. 
I'm glad it looked like that. He was at least a couple of metres ahead of me, I'd say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about the angle. It's all about the angle. You, you had it. But no, that, looks, that looked totally rad. And then the other thing that I saw in one of your videos was something I can definitely identify with. Maybe a few people here who are like working from home in between video calls. You, you got out for this ride and got a cake from somewhere. And I think you were trying to get back in time for some Zoom meeting. And, um, and I'm just cracking up. What was going on on that one? Oh, I was so covered in cake in that video. It's really... It was hilarious. When I was editing it, I was like, oh, no, I am covered in cake. But, you know, that's <laughs> that's how I look, so I just put it in anyway. Um, but okay. what I doing? Oh, yeah, well, I was racing back to have a meeting with... Um, with... God, who was it? It was the guys at Whoop, I think, because um, I've been trying out some new cycling tech, and this Whoop mm. thing is one of them. Have you seen these? Oh, yeah. I've heard of them, but I don't know what they... What do they do? Oh, it uh, measures your heart rate variability, which is like meant to be a, quite a good indicator of um, how much you're like training or stressing your body and how well you're recovering and stuff. So okay. um, I was just chatting to them about doing some stuff together. And um, yeah, one of, the, one of the guys on the call was a famous cyclocross racer, legend. So, um, yeah, that was quite amusing. So, yeah, things like that. I'm just doing that anyway. And I'm like, well, I'll make a video today because I'm going for a nice ride and it's nice yeah. to show people the scenery. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I, I could identify with that where like, I've been at work and I've got a window and I'm like, right, I'm out there. I'll get the bike ready. I'm ready to hit it. And then you have to get back. You know you've got that deadline. And it's always like, oh, let me just go that little bit further. And when you come back, <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, there's a headwind or something, yeah. Or there's a headwind, right? And when you were come back and trying to get your keys out to get into the door, and I was just cracking up thinking, like, <laughs> this is probably a bit of me here, which is lovely because it's probably authentic and relatable. That's real life, yeah. <laughs> um, Grant, there was a question that came up before. So one of my good friends, actually, Lee, he wanted to know um, how many bikes you have. I don't know if that's a personal question or we can go there because I normally say M plus one, but what do you say? Um, well, I've got two road bikes... I feel I feel terrible having so much. I am sponsored, so sure. So <laughs> I feel bad though because you know some people don't even have one. But anyway, I have got two two road bikes, two gravel bikes, two mountain bikes. One's enduro, the other is cross country, and then I've got a jump bike and a BMX. I've lost count. Is that <laughs> what six, or seven, seven, seven? A lot, but they're all different. Let's... I mean, apart from the two gravel bikes which are literally the same but yeah marin sent me those <laughs> so what's the difference different colors or uh yeah well one of them's my race bike so i've got it super fancy and i've got um uh, like uh, electronic shifting and a power meter in the crank and everything like that and then the other one is um just a sort of normal mechanical group set which is totally fine but yeah that's like more of a sort of training bike I, oh my goodness! I meant to have like a kind of winter training bike and then a fancy race bike, but I actually just ride the fancy one all the time usually because it's so nice. So why would got to? Well, you only live once, Juliet. Do your thing. Do you? Yeah. I love it. Steph, um, who's one of the Ride for Unity family up in Yorkshire, she said it's eight bikes. She was counting and keeping track. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lawn care for you. Said uh, laugh out loud. Yeah, you. He, he said or she said. I'm not sure. Said eight as well. So that's amazing. Um. Just um, coming back to um, promoting the sport and get more women involved, like I, I sometimes ask people like for ideas around how we could make it broader, how we can make it bigger, you know, in terms of participation. Like, so if if like I gave you, I don't know, ten million, twenty million, 
like, do you have like two or three ideas that you'd use that money for in terms of trying to get more women interested in, in what it is that, that you do and that I do that we love? You've got how much? 10 million? I'll give you 10. Let's start with 10. If you need more, we can raise it to 20 because it's also fun, right? Well, I think it kind of depends on if we're doing this nationally, nationally or locally. I think, unfortunately, a big issue for a lot of women is road safety. And just certainly speaking to people that I know that don't ride a bike, they are scared to ride on the road when they mm. haven't done that since they were kids or maybe they've never done it. So mm. I think... A big part of it is improving cycling infrastructure, you know, before you even think about trying to actually get women on bikes, you know, it's having safer roads and um, safer cycle paths. Where I live down here, interestingly, they've um, spent quite a lot of money on uh, traffic-free, really, really nice cycle paths. And oh, it's lovely. incredible how many people use them. Like, they are overrun <laughs> with people, families, children, of course, women, and everyone feels safe and happy and confident riding there. So it's mm. apparent to me how much that is a big part of it, you know, the road safety thing. And, um, yeah, I guess women do feel more vulnerable on roads. Maybe it's, mm -hmm. I can't necessarily explain that, but I would yeah. do that. And then, um, well, I mean, how far are we going to go in this on this topic? It, it sort of We've still got 10 million. I mean, 10 million, does that sort out your local network of infrastructure? I don't know, but it's still money in the pot. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it just, it goes all the way up to sort of pro cycling where, you know, if women's races aren't taken seriously and aren't televised, then, um, you know, sponsors aren't going to support these women races and then the teams aren't viable. And then younger women don't see female races that, that they can aspire to. So um, I would maybe put some money into paying female pros properly or making sure they have bases and prize pots, something like that. But I'm yeah, playing with myself now. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I just wanted a flavour that we can't fix Roman a day, but just getting the flavour and getting those ideas out there, they seem doable. Like, they seem super doable. So it's just, if I get the, tonight's Euro Millions lottery or something, maybe one if I win it, I set them down. You could start it. You put your face on it, be like, I I know cycling. I don't know cycling like you can cycle. People will be on it. Julian said. Um and actually on the equality around prize money. So Lou Gibson with the internationals. I mean she's been doing a smashing job just trying to raise the profile around that. Um so it's great to hear that there are folks out there that are trying to do things, pushing things, and hopefully at some point when my daughters are older, like your daughter. They yeah. can like be doing it and they get paid and they don't have to have like six million jobs at the same time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, speaking on that, before I go to this question at the bottom, the, one of the videos I've loved the most, I think it was on your Instagram live, was your daughter yeah. on the bike in like a skate park oh, yeah. or something. And it was just pure sound on, just going up these bits and just, I loved it. Like her laughter. Pure, pure, pure joy. Boy, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I could watch that over and over and over again. I mean, I know I'm her mum, but God, that is so damn cute. Yeah, it's just her yeah. squealing with delight as she rolls around mm -hmm. the skate park on her bike. And, yeah, I mean, that's cycling, isn't it? It's just that pure yeah. one. And, oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, indeed. Indeed. And but on a serious question, I just, as we said, we'll we make it interactive. So, A.L.A. Curtis. 
I don't know if it's Alicatis, but I'm going to say it as it is. With your sponsor relationships, are there opportunities for you to address the imbalance of, in the availability of women's cycling clothes? That's a decent question. What do you reckon? Well, I hope so, yes. And it's something that I have um, actually spoken to my sponsors about. So obviously, I can't influence what goes on in the entire cycling market, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sponsored by a clothing brand. And so I said to them, hey, I, wh- why don't the women get cargo bib shorts? Like, I still got stuff to put in my pockets. And, um, in, you know, in their defense, they're like, yeah, we're making them. We're making them. But um, I think the difficulty is um, you have to order smaller quantities of women's stuff because mm. you sell less of it. And right. so if you're already a small company and you're putting in the minimum order for your men's shorts, then it does unfortunately tend to be that you'll put in the minimum order for the men's shorts and you can sell that minimum quantity that you've ordered. And mm. um, it can be tricky to go straight in with the women's order as well. So I hear. Um, but having said that, um, they are going to be making absolutely every single thing that they're making for the men is going to be made for women as well. So yeah. that is good. So hopefully I can have some positive influence in that area. But um, yeah, sort of industry wide, not really. <laughs> No, no, but I mean, it's just not. And I think what you're doing already, like with your blog, with YouTube, with Instagram, all of that stuff, like there's so many people that have said here that they've started writing because of you. With that demand means commercially it's going to make sense, right? Like yeah. more people on the bike will be like, I want to buy this. If it's sold out, then the people that order it, I don't know what their jobs are called, the ordering people, they'll order more stuff, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They say that um, women women spend more. So, you know, the more women that we have cycling, the better it is for the industry. So they've got to see that, surely, because, you know, mm. we're the ones that spend more money. So <laughs> give us the stuff. True story. Yeah. True story. That is contentious because I don't, well, actually, it's not contentious because I, yeah, there's certain things that women will spend money on in general that, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's different, isn't it? But, um, yeah, so just coming back to the future for you, there's the trans... Pyrenees, I think you talked about. Yeah. What is that? Are you? Is that you, or are you doing the transcontinental? What? What are you? Yeah, I'm hoping to do trans Pyrenees. Um, and okay. my friend is. She's just found out doing transcontinental. It's quite um, it's quite a full-on application process. Like, it's quite scary actually. Basically, you get sent a huge document with tons of information, and then an equally intimidating document to fill in. Um, with loads of questions about the hazards you'll face and what you would do in this scenario and how you would fix this particular mechanical and all this kind of stuff. And then you have to plot a rough route that you would take and tell them various things like that. So um, I've done all that and I'm waiting to hear back if I've got a confirmed place. And my friend Nikki um, got her confirmation on Wednesday, that she is in Transcontinental. So now we're That's both nuts. like, ah! <laughs> That's nuts. Um, and Emily Palmina's asked, I could read that. Hey, Emily, um, how many continents would you cycle across? Like, take it back, because I, I don't know much about this trans thing. Like, for anyone who doesn't know, headlines, like, how many countries, how far is it supposed to be, how long are you supposed to be? Oh, hello. <laughs> There's who's, another one. Who's that? Who's, this is different. Hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Cash. She's trying to get some attention. Um, so Transcontinental, I, I think they ride, well, the first one, I think it was from 
the Netherlands all the way to Istanbul or something like that. And okay. um, so it differs slightly each time, but it's all the way across the continent. And then Trans-Pyrenees is just, just um, <laughs> France and Spain. So you go Biarritz to San Sebastian and back again. Mm -hmm. But along the way, you basically go up at all of the highest coals that they've got out there. So it's... So, so Okay. How, 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 okay. Are you into climbing? I'm not very good at climbing. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go. Why not? I just think it sounds like such an amazing, cool, fun thing to do. I just, it just really appeals to me. I don't know. It's quite remote mm. and mm. the roads are quiet. It's beautiful. I like, you know, I, I like the wilderness aspect of it. I think transcontinental. Okay. Not that I wouldn't do it, but I think you're going through a lot more built-up areas, maybe. And mm. I don't know. Mm. I quite like the idea of Trans Pyrenees because it's more wild. <laughs> Amazing. And then with that, do you have to support yourself, or you get like some more car? Yeah, like no, it's fully self-supported. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to pre-book anything either. So you can't book hotels along the way. You can stay in a hotel, but you have to book it whilst you're on on the race and stuff like that you can't take any outside help like you can't accept any any assistance really so so literally so would you like pack your bike properly like everything that you need is on the bike and you're riding with all of that luggage up the the, the hilly mountain thingies yeah yeah so you'd have like um a seat bag with I, i'm planning on taking a sleeping bag and a bivy bag so that i can sleep out I mean, obviously, I might refine or change this plan slightly, but I was hoping yeah. that I would at least bivy some of the time and sleep out. Mm -hmm. And um, you'd have everything on you, and then you'd have to make sure that you figure out where you can buy food and water and, you know, obviously pay special attention to when things are open. Because, yeah. I mean, for instance, France is a bloody nightmare on a Sunday. Everything's closed. I know. <laughs> I know. I've witnessed such things, and it makes me hangry. Yeah, hangry. So that's gonna yeah. be hard <laughs> yeah that's incredible and so distance-wise i don't think i call it like how far is oh. it like in kilometers or mine's miles about 1500 or... kilometers um how many how long does that take well it depends how fast i go uh okay. i'm trying like i don't know six days if i ride 250k a day i think i don't know <laughs> The problem is that it's nearly 5,000 metres of climbing each day. That's what slows you down. So... Wow. <laughs> so, someone, someone just said, Steph said, holy moly. And yeah. someone said, Emily said, there's me thinking my rides from Sheffield to Bakewell were impressive. That is nice. <laughs> That's a lovely ride. I, I love Bakewell. Hmm. Yeah. One of my favourite things come from there. I think the Bakewell tart, like, that's the thing. So we, we need to get into that food because nutrition is very important to me as, as people that know me know. Um, but when it comes to the training for the Transpyrenees, like what, what, how do you do that? What is it going to be indoor? Are you going to do outdoors? How do you start that um, kind of program? Well, I'm lucky in that I've got a coach. So, um, corner at train shop is helping me with that, but it's a mixture of mm. both. So I do do a fair bit of indoor training because I can do it after my daughter goes to bed. Um, sure, sure. so that's it's just like a really efficient use of my time and mm. those those workouts tend to be quite intense so that i can get the most out of it in the shortest amount of time 
Then I have longer endurance rides that I go on outside. Um, but within those endurance rides, he might have programmed in some longer, harder intervals as well. And mm -hmm. it's sort of progressive. So it would start off with me doing like, you know, just a three hour zone two ride. And then the next month, those three hour zone two rides might have some sweet spot intervals in them or something. So you're pushing like a higher power for a certain amount of time. And then um, I've only just told him that I'm doing Trans-Pyrenees. <laughs> so um, he is going to, I'm going to try and put in like a, a mega ride each month, like a really massive ride every month. So that, How far? I don't know, but I just feel like I need to start doing some huge rides because it will take away a bit of my fear about whether I'm able to do Trans-Pyrenees. So wow. set off with like I'll start off with some really long day rides and then hopefully I'll start being able to do really long overnighters as well. And if I just do that in you know, between now and the end of September, then hopefully I'll be okay. <laughs> well, I'm taking a moment to give you a round of applause. Cow, like, well, 
You know those Angus cattle, like the ginger ones? Oh, the one with the big, the big thingies. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have those, and then they have like banded Galloways. I sound like a really weird sort of cow nerd, but anyway, um, <laughs> they have nice animals up there, and I like animals. And um, yeah, the Me wild too. ponies have their foals wandering around, and they're really cute. There's some nice places to stop for a cup of tea or a cake. Uh -huh. Things are open. Um, it's really uh, up there. But it depends what kind of thing you want to do. There's also some kind of quite easy and um, fun riding. Like out of Plymouth, there's Drake's Trail, which is kind of off-road. It's, it's kind of a cycle trail, and it goes all the way up to Oakland mm -hmm. at the other end. Stuff like that is great. And the Granite Way, there's there's so much good stuff around here. It's cool. Oh, I love that. I love that. I want to, I want to explore this just a touch more, just a touch more. But someone put in there that Home Cross, is that near you or is that somewhere different? Oh, uh, Home Cross take, take. Is that massive climb. Home you, know, you know Casey Cookerborough? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think she, she's up that way. She She's hit that one up, but I've never done it. Maybe I should go and meet her for a ride and she can show me what it's like. Oh, that would be awesome. So someone's saying, take take me that that way. And um, yeah. oh, Cara, Cara's here. She's one of the wife of the family. Her mum, Auntie Pat. She's an auntie to me. She's oh, here. She says hi. She's oh. not on Instagram, but she wants to say hi to you as well. So oh, hi to Auntie Pat. That's amazing. Um, there's one thing missing. I mean, you touched upon it with that ride that we do, which I'm all interested in. I like the sound of it. It sounds idyllic, and I'll remember it. Where, what are we eating? Because you talked about tea and cake, but you didn't um, really... Do you know what I mean? Like, I need to know... That's the bit about the ride. That's my only rule. If there's okay. no food, it's not really a ride. Oh, well, there's quite, there's quite a few good places to stop around here. So... One okay. place I really like is called Cafe 360, and it's up okay. um, up in Bobby Tracy, which is kind of like the entrance to the moors. So it's actually yeah. too close to where I live, really, to do the cake and coffee justice. But I really like Cafe 360. That's always on my... Like, I, I tend to go there with my daughter, actually, because it's a shorter ride. Um, but nice. then up, up in Morton Hampstead, there's a nice cafe up there. And then, yeah, where would I take you? Depends on the time of year, you know. There's all sorts yeah. of nice tea gardens where you can get a cream tea and stuff like that. I like it. Fancy. With our, with our like where we could do that. Sit there yeah. and just or, talk. About... a good one is from where I live. You can ride all the way around the estuary and um, mm -hmm. go to Exmouth. And once you're at Exmouth, okay. the beach is so nice and you can get an ice cream and just, oh, it's rad, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. I, I love that. And you know, one of the things, like, I've watched some of your videos, obviously, I, what I really like is that I'm sure, and maybe we could talk about this in a second, I'm sure you have to do some nutrition and stuff, but you just seem to keep it real and like cakes, like I like cakes, drink coffee like I drink coffee, yeah. and it makes it really accessible. So, yeah. like, is that is that the case? Like, you just generally yeah. do eat whatever you want, or do you do like, uh, measuring your food and all this stuff? Like, because well, I, mean, I don't mind like you, right? So. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do eat I do eat what I want, but the thing is, what I want is pretty decent. So that's not like, okay. do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I want, I like, I really, really like stuff like cavolo nero and broccoli and things like that. Really? Like, I love all that kind of stuff, like green vegetables, genuinely. So like, if mm -hmm. I'm cooking for myself and my daughter's not around, then I'm going to make like, tofu and kale and hummus and sprouted stuff and oh. I, I like all that stuff so me eating what i want is me getting a pretty balanced diet because i'll some of the time i'll have fish fingers and chips because my, i'm eating with my daughter other times i'll have my kind of healthy sort of whole food yeah 
and um and then when i'm on a ride i tend half some half my rides i'll have like sports nutrition just because it's really portable and easy and i know yeah. and then if i'm doing coffee ride well i'll have coffee and cake so it is kind of just pretty balanced but, but yeah. not by design just by accident i saw i just Love wanted that. to answer one of the questions earlier emily asked go, me go. my cake of choice <laughs> yes <laughs> great question mine is carrot cake or coffee and walnut Oh, good shout. Mine, well, Emily, what's yours? Let us know what yours is. But while you're thinking or typing, I have to say at the moment, mine is a cinnamon bun. I keep talking about these cinnamon buns. Nice. But there's a bakery that's not too far from me. It's that kind of way. I was talking to Imogen Calloway the other day, and she was telling me about the Barra Bakery. I think that's... it's in Truro. Really? Which is a bit further. The Barra Bakery. They deliver. I'm not sponsored. I'm just telling you they deliver. And you just put them in the... The thing is, it came with instructions and it said in there, put it in the oven. Nationwide or... So, nationwide. Nationwide? Yeah. Oh. I may have ordered them once or twice already. <laughs> oh, no, now I'm going to want to order them. You shouldn't have told me about this. I'm going to message you after. Okay. The bar of bakery. You need you need it in your life. And it comes. The box came. Five of them in there. Yeah. 10, 15 pounds of coming I just whipped open, put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. My wife said, it was melt in your mouth, party in your mouth. Badness. Brilliant. Oh, and then when I friend box weight had like the instructions at the bottom, I was like, who's gonna wait to get to that? Like I've already eaten the thing <laughs> structure. I mean, it's gone, right? It's gone. I haven't got a microwave. That's not gonna work. We well, put them in you're not supposed to put them in the microwave. They're oh. supposed to go in the oven. That's what the instructions said. <laughs> but it was too late for them. But the next ones I put in the oven and they work. They work really nice. Oh, you and your wife. Did you eat them all in one go? Well, yes, but I got, see, what, what it is, I could explain, Julia, I could explain. So I've got three kids as well. So I got five and uh, everyone had one and the kids are little, so they can finish all this. So obviously I ha had to help them because it's not good the next day. So no, of course, of course. I understand. Cool. Yeah. This is it. So cinnamon buns for me. Did Emily say what she liked? I didn't see. No, I didn't see that. I was trying to keep an eye on the comments, but uh, I don't think so. Oh, oh, no, she did. She said banana bread. But oh, is it bread oh, or cake, though? You love banana bread. I love a banana bread. And brownies again looking tiramisu. I don't think tiramisu bogey wagon we could take on a ride, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. Cool. So I'm keeping an eye to time. Like there's so much we could talk about, but I'll keep an eye to time because after about an hour I think we get maybe get cut off. But um on a more life basis, like the last year's been like a lot, you know, with lockdown and restrictions and everything that we've had to contend with. So I, I just wondered, like, when you look back on it right now, is there anything that you've taken away from the experience of the last year that you'd share that, I don't know, might be? Yeah. Um, uh, well, something that I could share. I mean, there's things I've taken away. I don't, I don't particularly have advice for people, but what I've taken away from it is kind of... Um, you know just I found enjoyment in things about being here and being at home and um I think that I spend a lot of time kind of dashing around unnecessarily when actually you know there's a lot that I appreciate about being here and exploring here mm. and then some really good things have come out of it such as you know I bought myself the most amazing guitar and started playing guitar again guitar again and that's given me so much pleasure so um 
yeah, I think that there's been some great some great things that have come out of it. But equally, I just really looking forward to seeing my mum and dad again. Though that's been really hard. Mm, super. Are they near you or far away? So up in the Peak District, where I grew up, it's so nice up there. I'm going to go and see mm. May seventeenth. Everyone's allowed to go and stay again. So May seventeenth, I'm going straight up to see mum and dad. The only thing is, I'm trying. I'm debating here, like. So I haven't seen them for like a year. Do I take a bike? I mean, it's the Peak District. <laughs> it's a I feel bad to be like, oh, hey, mum and dad, I haven't seen you for ages. Anyway, look after my daughter. I'm going for a bike ride. <laughs> I, think it, I think it could happen, but how long are you there for? Because if it's like a one-day thing, which I'm sure it's not, then I'd, I'd um, cancel. And I'm leaving on a Friday, so I'm like, oh. Should I take the bike? Yeah. Uh, yeah, people are saying take the bike. Yeah, they're saying yeah, do it. They're saying do it. <laughs> totally do it. Okay, well, I, mum and dad, Elliot, I didn't. It wasn't me. But the people spoke. <laughs> Democracy. We've got to give the people what they want. Awesome. So, um, just keeping it moving. I, I don't know. I know you said it wasn't really advice what you said, but I love the fact that it seems like you found joy in lots of stuff. But in terms of like, you know, some of the rides you do where it's like gritty and you've got to dig deep and push on and it's endurance related and it hurts and all this it like. If I could laser into your head, like when other people are telling themselves to quit, like how are you going forward? Like what are you, do you have chats for yourself inside there? Like just to say anything and can uh, you share any of that stuff? Well, I don't know what keeps me pushing. I, I suppose it's that I know my future self would be so disappointed, you know, like, I mean, I know it sounds cheesy, but that someone says something about um, the pain being momentary, but the joy being lasting forever. You know, if you finish yeah. something, yeah, 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 yeah. You forget about the pain, don't you? Well, you don't. I mean, yeah. it'll totally remember it, actually. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know, all that the pain becomes part of it, and that's what imprints it so much in your head, and it becomes kind of a good part of it in a weird sort of way like some of the things that have left the greatest impression on me over the last however many years have been the really really incredibly difficult things where actually I was struggling mentally and physically but I've pushed on through and I've completed it so I suppose now that I've been through those things that helps me yeah. I know that I just have to keep going and the other thing oh yeah here's an actual piece of advice you're always asking me things and I'm like I don't know <laughs> here's an actual advice i would say that oh no i've forgotten it now <laughs> <laughs> genius genius it'll come back no, i've remembered is that it's worth remembering that there are always ups and downs severe ups and downs on these mm -hmm. lines but they are transient they will pass like you're going to have some terrible terrible down but you don't know maybe half an hour around the corner there might be the most incredibly fun bit and, or a great, nice piece of cake and all of a sudden everything is wonderful again and you're like, yay! So I think you have to remember that, you know, there's going to be peaks and troughs, just ride it yeah. out next peak. I love that, Juliet. And I'm just soaking that in. To me, it's not just about the ride. That is advice for life. When I said at the beginning, you're an ambassador for women, cycling and for life, this is what I'm talking about. This is great life advice. Honestly, we, and look, someone said it, Emily, Emily said it, and I'm for life. So right now, like everyone, 
And I think we're going to sort of wrap up soon because I don't want it to cut off without us having a chance to say proper goodbyes. But um, I think that is the motto for the weekend and beyond. Like, while we're all trying to dig deep, hold on. Around the corner, the descent is going to be awesome. I absolutely believe it. So, so literally, Julia, I know it's ended a bit sooner than I was planning on We just talking and talking, but it'd be lovely to catch up with you as you get closer to the event. Yeah, yeah, well, it's been nice. It would be nice if we could actually meet up in real life, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm there for that. I'm there yeah. for that. Would absolutely love it. Um, but you've been a real inspiration, and, and I love the fact that you keep rocking and shining light on the sport. Everyone. Oh. But before we go, I think we've got maybe 10 seconds. Is there anything, 20 seconds, anything you'd like to say to people before we go? Well, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that's been commenting and I'm sorry that we weren't able to answer lots of questions, but I really appreciate everyone watching and supporting. Oh, that's amazing. So, thank you. Can you still hear us, Julia? <laughs> Yay! What an inspiration. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that. If you're interested to hear more about Wife Unity and what we are up to, um, check us out on www ride number four unity.org there you can get the latest news on what's going on what's coming up check us out